I would like to welcome to the TXF podcast the 66th president of BAFT, who served from 2000 to 2001 and is currently the head of City National Bank's International Division, Steve Bash. Welcome, Steve. Good morning. Thank you. Nice to be here. So Steve joins us today to celebrate the centenary that is the 100th anniversary of BAFT, which was founded in 1921 as the Bankers Association for Foreign Trade and which originally brought together the international departments of 10 banks located in the Midwestern U.S. Since then, BAFT has obviously gone global and now has an impressive global membership of bankers from around the world, officially rebranded as the BAFT we know today, which is the Bankers Association for Finance and Trade, and which since 2002 has been an independent, wholly owned subsidiary of the American Bankers Association, the ABA. So there's a lot of exciting history around BAFT. Notably, of course, is their strategic pillars around thought leadership, education, training, advocacy, and building a global community. So we have a lot to talk about. My first question to you, Steve, could you tell us a bit more about the significance of this major milestone in the history of BAFT? and what it means to turn 100. Yeah, thank you. 100, 100 years is a milestone in anybody's book. And uh, for, for a trade, or, trade association, uh, I think that that has been able to prove its value proposition and survive 100 years, it, it's quite a strong statement about the value that it provides the membership and, and the, uh, the agenda. My first involvement with BAF was in 1989, when I was posted overseas, and and then I uh, was invited by my my boss at the time to come to my very first BAFT annual meeting and join uh, some of the discussions, and from then on I was I was hooked and just really loved participating in BAFT activities and and discussions. So the significance is I think uh, for a hundred years is that it proves that. More than anything, it, it proves that the foundation that was formed by the by the founders was was had value, right? They were real issues that needed real solutions. This wasn't something that a group of people got together and said, "Wouldn't it be nice?" This was these were dedicated people wanting to find real solutions to help level. Excuse me, help at the time help U.S. banks compete more effectively on the, in trade around the world, and, and then um, very quickly open the um, membership to foreign banks so that together we, we could all work on common issues and, and really look towards making trade, uh, helping to ease and, and facilitate trade on a global scale that was very difficult at the time because every country had their own set of documentation, their own sort of rules, and and there was very little global collaboration. And so BAFT kind of had that view right from the very beginning. And so you build a strong foundation, stay the course. Um, I, I would also say that what one of the interesting things that I learned uh, when studying what the history of BAFT and was that in spite of Either external events, 
the Great Depression, World War II, the great financial crisis in uh, 2008, 2009, or, or a pandemic, 9-11, uh, that, and those are the external issues of the internal issues being, a number, you know, members that wanted to expand BAF's brief into topics or areas where BAF really didn't have the expertise. And sometimes as organizations grow, want to grow uh, and attract new members, they'll they'll basically have scope creep, right? They'll, they'll try and expand their, but they don't have the expertise and they fail miserably. One of the things that you can, that I read through many of the, when reading many of the minutes, uh, board minutes over the years from Bath, um, was that uh, the, the board and the membership as a whole tip, always rejected the concept of um, expanding into uh, areas that Bath really hadn't established as set forth as as a as a strong pillar and foundation, uh, and also where the organization didn't feel it could it, it had expertise or really could it might dilute its overall you know purpose. So those things I think have a lot to do with BAFT reaching a hundred. So you talk about um, these external factors, and you mentioned a few of them for the wars, the Great Depression, but arguably one of the biggest changes over the last few decades, definitely the last century, has been the development and implementation of technology, specifically in the last 30 or so years. How has BAPT managed to stay relevant during this time of massive change within the industry and really continue to support the industry throughout? Yeah, that, that's a great question because what the, what the founders and, and what, what the founders knew early on was that it had to be, it, BAFT had to be relevant and, had to, and it had to be a global agenda, right? You had to have um, representation uh, from around the world. And unfortunately, in the, up until really up until 2000 and the early 2000s, um, BAFT was receiving guidance, I suppose, from certain legislature, legislators and uh, others in the, in the government um, that said BAFT had to have, as, as a primary member or a voting member, only U.S. banks, because then it would the organization would be viewed as promoting uh, being un, 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 not influenced by foreign bank views or their agenda items, right? So, so that we BAF would get much more support and be taken as a more credible organization if if only U.S. banks were members. Well. But, but going all the way back, it was clear, again, from reading the minutes that for years and years, Bath was trying to struggle with how to overcome that perception by the uh, legislators and those who had provided that you know, guidance. And uh, after years and years and years of, of discussions with, with the regulate with Treasury and with um, and, and the Fed and and anyone who had uh, some view or influence uh, around the thought, um, finally, uh, uh, Bath felt from the feedback that we, we were getting, 
in, in the early 2000s that it would that the, that it was now globalization and that we would be better off and stronger having a more global view than having a provincial you know us view and then that's when when baft started uh when when baft converted the the uh, affiliate status which was non-voting to full membership and voting rights to foreign banks which was just in the early 2000s that was a huge significant a huge event huge milestone for BAP because what it did was one it made the organization more attractive to foreign banks and and the big banks the the really big ones top top banks in, in virtually every country um so now and the reason i think also it became attractive was as I, what i talked about it in the beginning was no country has a trade association like BAFT, right? That really has an international view. So foreign banks and, and the BAFT membership were able to come together and say, well, this really is gonna work. You know, we, we really, the foreign banks felt like they finally could have a real a view and, 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 and the banking community was really struggling for collaboration for a long, long time, a collaboration around major issues you know basel three capital treatment of uh capital treatment for trade which was a massive issue and more recently coming together around financial technology companies fintechs and how to cooperate with them partner and not be a competitor with them which we we know was a uh, beth realized early on was was critical to that neither the fintechs or the banks could go it alone, that the only way to be successful for clients and to advance, really advance trade was come together and uh, work together, collaborate. And part of that gets to standards that another major collaboration effort between industry players and global banks has been creating standards, which includes definitions, right? That we all use the same definition and have and the definition is you know so it has a common meaning and then you you kind of know the road is clear right you know what the rules are you know what you're talking about it helps the uh, participation cooperation and so for a long time banks thought that they i feel like banks always look at each other as competitors and BAFT has really helped the the global banking world to appreciate collaboration and see what can be done when when everyone comes together. And what do you think will be the greatest challenge that BAF will face in the the coming years? Obviously the industry is changing quite rapidly at the moment and potentially will continue to change at this accelerated pace in the coming years. How do you think that will challenge BAFT? Yeah, well, BAFT has proven that it 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 it, uh, it has a voice and it has it has it's it's heard, uh, and I think that won't change. Of course, the biggest challenge, some of the big external challenges that come our way, we don't know. But I have a lot of confidence, given the pillars and the history, um, and and BAFT's proven ability to help the industry in times of crisis. That will continue. But I think the biggest challenge is 
leadership in the in the industry and in, globally around banking and transaction processing that banks it used to be years ago banks would send many of their um, international division personnel around the world they'd be at, we'd live and work overseas so we accumulated this global way we understood how trade worked we lived and breathed it in various markets we could come back to our home countries our banks and we we now had not only the practical experience but we had leadership we 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 could see but as banks cut back uh, one of the things is back, banks cut back on putting expatriates overseas because it was very expensive and started hiring local, um, uh, combined with the fact that um, uh, trade has, has, been, has been fairly stagnant in terms of innovation for 80, 90 years. There's so many more young people wanting to, um, that are out there that have a lot of skills that could help. So... The biggest challenge BAPT has is developing future leaders. Mm. And uh, so I think one of, the, one of the most important programs BAPT's ever put in place is the future leader program, where we're you know, bringing 30 plus, these are not entry level people, they're, they're accomplished bankers from uh, various banks around the world to come together um, and, uh, um, and, and Bath depends on, I think our industry depends on these young pe these people um, to, uh, to, be our, to be our future leaders. So it's, it's the development and professional development of, and career development uh, of, of future leaders of Bath. That's the big challenge that we have uh, the right, that we, that we can continue to attract, you know, the best and brightest, the ones with passion, those that have uh, do have a global view, those that can bring the new problem solving and mo uh, modernizing, if you will, trade. That that's we need to do that. And BAF took it into their own hands. We can't leave it to our individual banks to produce those leaders anymore. Well, I think what's quite clear after speaking to you is really just how BAFT really does still center around these strategic pillars, and uh, that seems to anchor the work that BAF does very firmly in its community. So Steve, thank you so much. It has been a pleasure to chat with you here. Any final thoughts as we, we wrap up this milestone for BAF, this centenary celebration? Well, I appreciate the opportunity to talk about BAF. So thank you. It's, it does have a great future. I think in a hundred years, if you and I were having this conversation, I would bet it's very similar to what it is today. That